Welcome, everybody, to the 416 Sports News Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Saravalli, and today we have a very, very special episode. I know it's a bit early. We're less than 100 days to the 2020 or 2021, whatever you want to call it, Euros. It's soccer. It's one of the most hyped up competitions every four years and it's where the best of the best from all the european countries come to compete and to win the european competition um last year's um the last euro cup was won by portugal and it was a hell of a euros knowing what we got from the last from the last year so much more talent is coming to the football scene and it's going to be even more exciting so i brought in uh, my two buddies here soccer aficionados if you want to call them and um we're gonna get this thing starting. So we got we got the twins, Alessandro and Gaetano. Boys, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. I'm doing good. Um, it's awesome to have you guys here. So um, how you guys uh how are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Are you guys ready for the Euros? Uh, I'm very excited. There's a lot of good teams now. Well, every team's getting better, a lot better now. So excited uh, to see that there's more competition in the tournament. For sure. Me too. Me too. Yeah, um, it's le- like I said at the start, it's less than 100 days away. And uh, this Euros is a bit different from uh, any other is that it's a celebratory year. And it, it's going to be, instead of hosting in one country, it's going to be all over Europe. Places like Rome, Bilbao, Munich, Baku, all over Europe, there's going to be games played. And it's going to be a great, um, great festival of football. It's going to be awesome. So, um, guys, we're going to start off. We got some uh, topics that we were going over before that um, we've prepared ourselves. Everybody's prepared. Everybody's ready to go. So we're going to start off um, with the overview. So we're going to go over players to watch, underrated players, really big players that are coming into their first major tournament or um, that are ready to show what they're worth. And then we got some, uh, we got another topic, another big topic we got underrated teams and uh we were working on this a lot we're all prepared we're all excited so guys should we get the show on the road i think so let's do it let's do it let's do it okay guys so we're going to start off with underrated and players to watch in this tournament there's going to be a lot of new players that are coming into this tournament a lot of different countries as well but we're going to get to that a little later um there's it's a lot of young talent a lot of um, rags to riches type players where they've came up from the bottom and just jumped up and made it to the top. It's going to be um, really interesting to see some um, new talent and new players that we've only seen coming up in the past two, three years. Um, let's see how they play on the on the, one of the biggest stages in international football. So, guys, which one of you going to start? I'm going to leave my players to last. Who? Which one of you guys want to start? All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, I'll let go first. So... The first player that I was thinking about, his name now his name is Bruno Fernandez. I think we all know him. Yeah, I'm sure we all do. All right. Yeah. Pine Merchant. All That's right. It. Now, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Yeah. I know he's a big player now. Yeah. Okay? Hear me out. Right now he's a 26 year old attacking midfield. We all we all know he plays for Manchester United, right? Yeah. But before that, a year ago, about a year ago, um, he got transferred from Sporting. Mm-hmm. Sporting CP, and when he was at Sporting CP, no one—he was nobody to anyone. Like you ask but anyone who's Bruno Fernandez, I don't know. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And um, but to back it up, let's look at his stats. All right. 
So far, he got 24 goals. Okay. That's pretty impressive for an attacking midfielder. His goal, his goals per match, he has scored every other game. You can say that, yeah. It's true. He only has one header goal, but he has also scored 12 penalties, which gets the name the Pen Merchant. Makes sense, yeah. Makes sense. He, so far, he's had 138 shots. Yeah. And a lot, and a lot of those went in. Um, he's had 60 shots on target, which is really good. He has 18 assists, 2,530 passes, which are amazing, which means he's an amazing team player. Lastly, I want to give it to the big chances created. He has 21 big chances created, which states my fact that he can score and create big chances. That's well said. I got to admit, Bruno Fernandez, um, one of the best players in the world after coming from Sporting uh, Club de Portugal. He was putting up incredible numbers. I was seeing him on my Instagram feed quite a bit. And um, when he was in, still in Portugal, and he was putting up some incredible numbers and it was giving me um, a little bit of um, something to think about. Will this guy get transferred? Is he going to stay and he eventually did make his move, like Ali said. He moved to Manchester United. Now he's one of the most consistent players in the squad. And play, play, like playing with players like Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford. And he just made this Manchester United um, squad so much better. So, Ali, that was a great player, as much as a lot of people know him. He's, I, how do you think he's going to fit into this Portugal squad? You know what? In my opinion, I think he's going to fit really well. Because, like I said, he's a team player. Plus, when he gets the chance, he knows how to finish. That's it. That's well said. Yeah, it's this well Portugal said. squad got a lot of young talent, so I think uh, he'll be a good like mentor and uh, show him a little thing or two. Yeah, exactly. The guy's got—he's absolutely class on the pitch, and he's only getting better as of age, and he's probably in his prime now. So, if you want to win another Euros consecutive back to back, I'm sure it'll be uh, absolutely incredible if he does, because. He'll probably be one of the names that'll be uh, remembered from his Portugal squad if they do win this Euros. Um, Ale, what's your next player? My next player, we are going to bring it on to Mary Dimarel. He plays for the Turkish national team and Juventus. All right. Um, so he actually he got transferred from, from Sassuolo in the 2018-2019 season. All right. He's a, he's a center back, and I think he would be a really key player. Hear me out. He has had 40 chances to recover the ball, and he's gotten it 32 out of the 40, which is amazing. Uh, he ha- he has had 584 passes, and his pass percentage is 94. Wow. Percent. That's incredible. All right. It's amazing for a center back, too, on the back line. So he's, o- so- he's only had one assist, but he is a center back, keep in mind. Yeah, they're not supposed to be assisting. All right. He also has four shots. He doesn't have any goals out of the four, but he's he's getting there. But the fact that he's getting there, the fact that he had four shots, even had four shots, is really good. Yeah. He has a fifty-eight percent tackle success, which is really good for a young center back. One in every two tackles. Exactly. And lastly, we got he has eleven successful tackles. Yeah, it's not bad, no. So that's, so that's my reasoning on why he should be a key player in the Turkish team. Oh yeah, he is um, an excellent player. And uh, if you guys don't know, he just recovered from uh, 
the COVID-19 virus and he's back into the event squad um, against Napoli uh, a couple of days ago. What a match that was. As much as he couldn't play, I'm sure he would have made an incredible oh, impact. Um, the centre-back partnership that he'll have with um, Matthijs De Ligt and uh, in himself, Mehdi Demiral, would be absolutely exceptional for Juventus and exceptional for the two- Turkish national team. And um, it's going to be incredible to see because they're firing on all cylinders lately. And Demiral has been one of the key players in that squad and getting to where they have been and uh, getting the wins that they probably shouldn't have been getting. So it's really, really interesting. Ale, um, thank you for those players. Absolutely incredible. No problem. Absolutely incredible. Gaetano, it's your turn, my friend. What players you got on uh, display? So, so uh, I got, uh, I'm going to say my two players. So um, this might come as a surprise, but I chose uh, Mason Mount of the England squad. Um, if you look at some of his numbers, I mean, they've been exceptional considering he's only 22 years of age, right? So yeah. still got lots of time to grow. Um, I know when Lampard did his time at uh, Chelsea, uh, he definitely showed him a thing or two because I know they had a good bond and he was fond of him. Um, so, yeah, so Mason Mount, I mean, he's he's been in the Chelsea Academy uh, since he was six. He knows the Chelsea way, like he's been under them. So it's just amazing to see now that he's performing at a top level for Chelsea and uh, only going to continue to do the same for England, I believe. Um, yeah, he's been killing it for Chelsea. He recently scored his first national goal, actually. Wow. Versus Albania, him and Incredible. Harry Kane. I believe they won that game too, so good well, to contribute. better. Um, his Premier League stats, he has six goals, three assists, and 46.21 passes per game, which for a center attacking midfielder, I think that's a good number, you know? Yeah. I think that's what you would expect from a young guy like him. Um, zero errors leading to goal. Flawless. That's what you want. You want to keep that number there. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully no bad turnovers. And um, just a really exciting prospect, especially the England squad should be uh, very, very excited for him, especially in this coming Euros. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Gaetano, knowing that, like you said, he's still young, 22 years, uh, 22 years old, um, do you think he'll um, make it into the starting level, starting 11 right away or you know, personally, I believe he'll make it into there right away because if you look at the England squad, there isn't too, too much depth in the attacking midfield position. They've got some good players, but um, like the names of uh, Jesse Lingard is also there. Um, he can also play center mid, so he's a midfield player, but versatile. I believe that uh, very versatile, yeah. I believe that uh, if he keeps up his run, keeps the form, I think uh, he'll have a sweet spot with Southgate, and I think he'll make it into the starting. Ah, that's very true. That's very true. You said he had one more. Who's that one more player? Dominic Zoboslai of Hungary. So not a, not, a, not a lot of people know of this guy. Okay. Confusing name. Um, he plays in the German League now, actually. Uh, so... He's some of his background. He's a center attacking mid, uh, like Mount. He uh, he can also play left mid on the flanks. Um, he's one of Hungary's most exciting prospects, and uh, he'll be leading them in the coming Euros 100%. Um, he completed his career-changing transfer in the winter transfer window, uh, going to Leipzig. 
from Salzburg. Uh, so that's a big change for him, especially in a bigger league, a bigger environment, a lot uh, better players. So a stronger defense. So it's really tested his ability. In the 2018-2019 uh, season, he's had 12 goals, 18 assists, and okay, so 68.1% passing completion. Now, what are you doing, Zobosai? That was a little, you know, on I think the hard can side. say that's a little shaky. That's for that is for sure. But I mean, okay. he scored every single pen, right? That's Mr. Consistency right there. That's for sure. And 12 goals, 18 assists. I mean, you can't complain about that. His, I think it's balancing out that stat. That is for sure. Um, he, he does have an injury at the moment. So he hasn't played very many games for Leipzig. Actually, to, um, to cut you off there, Gaetano, sorry about this. I just wanted to let the listeners know that Dominic Sobos, like, like Gaetano said, one of the most, one of the best players coming up. Player to definitely watch if he's making into the squad. And like Gaetano said, he has an injury, and this inner injury has um, held him back, and he still hasn't made his Leipzig debut, which is really unfortunate, knowing that he's in a time of his career where he needs to develop if he wants to compete at in uh, in the Euros, which is such uh, which is a competition of such high um, high level, and everybody's so good. So um, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he recovers well. And uh, Gaetano, go ahead. Yeah, so um, that's uh, that's pretty much what I got to say on Zoboslai. Um, he's uh, just look out for him. He's an exciting player. Um, we don't have much games uh, on his new team, Leipzig. But um, in his 2018-2019 season, he's had uh, some really nice goals. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, he's an exciting prospect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So all these guys will be, or there's a chance that all of them will be playing in the Euros. All of their countries have qualified. We've checked this and uh, made sure we're giving you guys the best information as we possibly can. So um, last but not least, I'm going to give you guys my two. So Gaetano and Alessandro gave um, some pretty high names. They're high, very high caliber. So I'm going to give you guys some names that are not as high caliber, but definitely can reach the reach that quality one day. So starting off with the first player, we have Yuri Tielemans of Leicester City and of the Belgian national team squad. 23 years old and still, and he has been known as one of the top prospects in, um, in the past decade and has been a key figure of this incredible Leicester City squad who are making an incredible run in the Premier League. Um, he's a very accurate passer and a great attacking threat, and he's one of the best players in in, Le- in the Leicester squad. And is um, and is um, predicted that he'll make the starting eleven of this Belgium squad, which is very very um, good to hear, knowing that Belgium has such great depth in the midfield position. So, just to give you guys a little bit of background about uh, Yuri Tielemans, his stats in the Premier League so far. So, total passes he's made: one thousand nine hundred three passes make 63.43 passes per match. He has six goals, three assists, and errors leading to goals, zero. So he's a very, uh, very, very good player when it comes to um, when it comes to playing on the ball. He's very comfortable. And the stats may not be world-class, but he plays like a veteran and dominates the midfield. 
if he continues his good run of form, I have no doubt that he'll be in the starting 11 for Belgium in the 2021 Euros. So uh, to give you guys some other information, um, he's averaged average minutes per match is 93. So he's in the starting 11 week in, week out and playing those full 90 minutes. Um, he's made 30 appearances and he has 82 passing percentage. Um, I just got to say one thing about Yuri Tielmans. He's having his breakout year and he has been one of the top prospects um, of the past decade, like I said. And he played was playing in the Anderlecht Academy, which is known to be which is known to produce some incredible players, and um, they, they're still continuing to um, produce. And uh, and players like Tielemans, it just shows how good their academy is. And uh, guys, of what you've seen or what you've heard of Yuri Tielemans, how do you think um, you'll um, do in this such such a tough Belgium squad to break into? Well, um, Tielemans, man, that's a name that. Uh... I feel like a lot of people should know by now. Like ever since his uh, transfer went through, um, it's been exciting. Um, this is his breakout season, that's for sure. Um, he's beautiful at stringing passes together. It feels like uh, if you've ever watched him play, definitely recommend. Um, you should like he knows where the ball's going before it comes to him. Uh. And I think uh, he's a great future for Leicester and uh, his country, Belgium. And uh, like you mentioned, he's been playing uh, week in, week out. That's what a young, talented player like him needs to be able to stunt his career and for him to grow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going on to my next player. It's probably a player that you've never really heard of before. He comes from North Macedonia and his name is Elif Elmas. And if you're a Serie A supporter or a Napoli supporter, this name should be... Um, household name to you um Elif Elmas is 21 year old midfielder from Napoli and is from North Macedonia um he joined Napoli in the 2019 summer transfer window and has been a key role player for them and he's made the headlines in the past few weeks I don't know if you guys have heard North Macedonia shocked the entire football world by beating European powerhouse Germany 2-1 he did score in that game which is makes his name a lot more uh well known around Europe and this is the first tournament that North Macedonia have qualified and uh, in their entire history and um, this year's Euros. And Elmas will definitely be a big help knowing that he's in that starting 11 whenever they play. So uh, some stats for Sedia. Like I said, he's a role player, so he hasn't as much contributed to, um, to him as other players such as uh, Piotr Zielinski and um, Fabian. But he has had 25 passes in total, more of a dribbler and more of an attacking-minded player. He has a great pass percentage in the final third, which is 85%, very consistent. Two goals, one assist, and has a chance completion rate of 50%, which is one in every two chances, which is very, very good for a player of his um, his caliber and his position. So um, I got to say, he has flown under the radar. And, but he has caught a lot of attention, especially inter- in the international stage. Um, he's a very, very good up-and-coming player with a lot of um, a lot of passion, a lot of a lot of passion, and he's only getting better under this Napoli squad, knowing how good their midfield is and how much quality they have, and is definitely a player to look out for. Some other information: nine chances created, 661 minutes. And he has made 26 appearances. Most of them have been off the bench. So, guys, I know Napoli and uh, in North Macedonia 
especially in North Macedonia, let me go to them. They've never really been a household name when it comes to soccer, knowing that um, this year is their first ever major tournament. So is it a shock to you guys that they've even qualified for the Euros? You know what? I'm being honest. Yeah, for sure. It's a shock, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, They don't have uh, much good players. Only Elmas and uh, uh, Pandev, who was on that 2009-2010 inter-squad, um, key player for them. So they've got some quality. He's a little bit older now, but hopefully he can make an impact. Uh, Gaetano, sorry I cut you off there. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, Macedonia, uh, not too popular when you think of uh, soccer or football. Um, you think of like Germany, Brazil, France, Italy, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think to see a team like that. Um, but I think this will really let these uh, this uh, young kid shine and uh, see what he can do for his country. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Okay, guys, that's um, the players section done. So I got to ask you, um, guys, when it when it comes to this year's Euros, knowing that Portugal um, won last year, this is where we're going to get onto the country point of view in the country's uh, section. So we're going to go to. Um, most underrated countries and countries that should definitely be looked out for in uh, this year's Euro. So, guys, if you guys had to choose a couple of countries or one or two countries that you think will definitely be a team to look out for, um, that will definitely be a shock. You might pull out some good performances. Uh, what countries will they be? Ale, what would you say? First off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Denmark here. All right. So, as we know, Denmark... They don't really, they haven't really been winning that often. That, you know, it's been France, Portugal, right? <clears throat> they, a lot of the bigger, bigger clubs, right? A lot of the big countries. So here's Denmark, though. This year, especially, they have a really, they have a really strong squad. So far, though, in the qualifying matches, they've played eight games, they've won four and drew four. They have not lost. Um, they have, and they also they also finish second in their qualifying, which is really good and gives them a nice kickstart to their uh, their tournament. Um, I have a few key players here, if you don't mind me naming them, which I feel can be Go very ahead. special to the team. First up, we got the keeper Casper Schmeichel. He's pretty old, but he's Seven. pretty old for players. About thirty four, I'm pretty sure, but I think he's uh, he'll do for the team. He's a really good keeper. Um, we got Andreas Christensen, plays for Chelsea, and I feel like he can do a lot of damage. Um, we got Yannick Vastergaard, plays for Southampton. He is a very key player to look at, to look out for, especially him. Um, we got Simon Kyer, plays for AC Milan. Then we got Daniel Voss. He is a defender to look out for. Trust me and believe me. Got um next up on the list we got Thomas Delaney who plays for Borussia Dortmund. We got um Pierre Emil Hoiberg for Tottenham here. We got Yusuf Poulsen, RB Leipzig. Uh, he plays for RB Leipzig and um key player for this team. And lastly, we got a nice midfielder here. We got Christian Eriksen. He's got a nice oh I can't forget Christian. He got a beautiful shot. Beautiful passes. He's just all around a nice player. 
He's definitely helping him throughout this season with their yeah. phenomenal and, run. Um, that's, yeah, and that's my take on Denmark this year. I feel like they have a really good chance. And, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like they can go far. I feel like quarterfinals, my prediction for them, I feel like they can go up to there. Yeah. Ale, um, did you get a... What about a predicted lineup? Did you get a predicted lineup for them? Yes, I did. So, we're going to start at the keeper position. I've already mentioned it, Casper Schmeichel. All right. Um, there's a few key players in here. We got Christensen, Andreas Christensen at, at left center back. Then we got Simon Kier at uh, right center back. We got Daniel Voss at left at left back. Then we got uh, Maylene at um, right back. Center mid. Our two center mids, we got Hoiberg and Delaney. Our attacking mid, we got Christian Eriksen. Our left mid, we got Damsgaard. And our right mid, we got Poulsen. And our striker, we got Dolberg. I feel like that will be a very strong starting 11. And early goals will be really nice. And I feel like this team can achieve that. And the defense is on point with this team. Yeah, that is a great starting eleven. A lot of players playing in the top um, top five uh, leagues in Europe, especially in the Premier League. Knowing that we got Pierre uh, Emir Hoiberg playing for uh, Tottenham Hotspur, we got Casper um, Schmeichel, son of Peter Schmeichel, who was a Manchester United legend. Casper is not playing at Leicester City, just like Alice said, and they got some other good players, just like Yusuf Poulsen, excellent striker, excellent player for um, RB Leipzig. A big help for them ever since they got promoted into the Bundesliga. And uh, overall, a great squad, a very solid squad, leading the, leading the line with Christian Eriksen, uh, the rock of that team, being with them for his whole international career. And it continues to uh, can you, continues to upset and go out and break fast barriers, and they've been absolutely incredible. So, Ali, I got to say, that's a great, great first country to look out for. What's your second? We got Italy, all right. Now, Italy... I'm going to explain why they're underrated. Now, Italy was a, is a very popular team. In, uh, is a very popular fo- international football team. 2018, last World Cup, they did not make it. They did not heartbreak. even get... It was a heartbreak. They didn't even qualify. And That's get knocked out. Sure. They didn't even get qualified. If we track all the way back to 2006, which brought their hype up a lot, was when they won the World Cup. Probably best day of Italian lives. Of course. The next two World Cups, unfortunately, group stage, knocked out. Now, let's give some reasoning here. So, we've got an amazing, we got an amazing lineup. Amazing players. Key players especially. And, let's toss the statistics here. Right here, so qualifying for the world, um, for the Euro Cup, in qualifiers, they, they finished first. They played three games and they won all three. That's amazing. Italy has not done that in a long time. Here are some key players that I think Italy has, and it's they make the team a lot better. We have Federico Chiesa. Juventus right wing, amazing player. We got Giorgio Chiellini. Juventus center back, amazing player. What a legend. Leonardo Bonucci, 
Juventus yep, again. Sure. He's a center back. Plays right, right beside Kilini. He's also a legend. Then we got Marco Verratti. Marco Verratti, he's uh, he's a center mid and plays for PSG with Mbappe and Neymar. What a what a player! What a player! Here we got next up is Lorenzo Insigne. All right, Lorenzo Insigne. He plays for Napoli. He's a left winger, and his heart for the game is he's really small. Like he's not very big and buff and everything, but his heart for the game is makes it all. And we got Ciro Immobile. Striker for Lazio. And we got probably the next Buffon. G- Gigi Donnarumma. Other words, Gianluigi Donnarumma. He backs Buffon right there. One of the probably an amazing goal. He's yes. probably one of the best goals yes. out there. All right. And that's that's why um, I think they can go far. My prediction is probably semifinals right there. That Italy, those key players... Semi-final. With how good this team can be, oh. I think semi-finals is where it's at. Yeah. Wow. Like, that. that's really shocking. That's like, it. I, we're all Italian here, just to let you guys know, we're all Italian, full Italian. But honestly, I'm I'm shocked in that prediction right there. But you know what? It makes sense in Blaze, knowing how good of a how good of talent we have. But well, the only way um, this prediction will be... Um, Will be we can predict it only because we haven't seen nothing yet because Italy have not been playing the greatest opponents coming up to this Euros, not been great opponents. We've only played teams like Lith- yeah. like Lithuania, for example, Finland, Greece, Bosnia, all those players that were that were not in like big competition. Exactly. So you know what? It's a lot to talk about and um, making it to the semifinals. It's a big ask. It's a big. It's a bold prediction. But um, Ale, you you gave us a, a lineup for Denmark. What about a lineup for Italy? For a predicted for the by the time okay, Euro so starts. Italy, by the time Euro starts, we're gonna start off with Gigi Donnarumma in goal. Like I said, phenomenal keeper. Left center back, we're gonna go Giorgio Kalini. Right center back, we're gonna go Bonucci. Right back, we're gonna go Florenzi. Left back is Emerson. At defensive mid. Renewal Jorginho. At right center mid is Barella. Left center mid, we got Verratti. Left wing, we got Insegna. Striker, we got Immobile. And right wing, we got Federico Chiesa. I feel like that is a squad that can take us far in the Zero Cup. You know what? It makes sense. Now that you read out that lineup, it brings um, a lot more hope. And I'm glad that you actually read that out because um, it gives a lot more information, a lot more... Um, lot more realization of how good this Italy team is um, and there are a lot of hot prospects in that um, a lot of hot prospects in that lineup Ale and uh, I yeah. got a question for you um, there's a couple of uh, there's plenty plenty of hot prospects that are coming out of Italy right now Sandro Tonali the main one um, where where is he well we don't know if he's gonna if he's gonna get called up or not for the Euros, so I do not put him on. I do not put him on the list. Um, but if he does, he is definitely gonna be uh, in the starting lineup for Italy if he does get called up. Um, but only time will tell. That's right. That's right. Um, Italy is one of the best footballing countries that we've ever seen. Four World Cups, 
two in a row back in in the in the 30s in 34 and 38 um but that was a long time ago those were the 30s this is 2021 a lot has changed but we'll see what happens the euro cup brings a lot of drama and a lot of excitement and like i said only time will tell so gaetano a lot a lot of um of um good ideas and good mentality good vibes throwing through this squad who do you got for your one team all right so this is a squad put a little suspense on and this is a squad that not a lot of people may know of and i think a lot of people should know of and uh, should look forward to seeing in this coming euros so the squad that i uh, i had to go with is uh, wales so the uh the welsh national team they they performed extremely well in the 2016 euros they made a they had a very successful campaign um making it all the way to the semis so it's safe to say that they have been on the come up since then and they shouldn't be taken lightly the welsh side led by a uh, veteran gareth bale which uh i'm sure a lot of people know of uh they're hungry to get back to their winning ways and um i'm sure they have the squad to do just that so um in the qualifying rounds uh they've played 8 matches they've uh they won 4 they lost 2 they drew 2 and uh they placed second out of their group so that's a it's an amazing stat for a young Welsh side that's for sure um so i uh their key player uh i went with Gareth Bale because he's uh, a real madrid legend everyone knows him um he he's been playing amazing for them uh like despite turning 31 in the summer he remains the marksman and the man for the Welsh side and their talisman because he's been scoring for them since his debut all the way in 2006 so that's a long time ago um there's ones to watch so they have uh they have a couple young kids which uh, were still mentioned like um uh I think they have like uh, three other key players in my opinion. Um James from Man United. He's up. He plays right uh, mid, right winger. He's bullet. He's up. Yeah, he's a bullet. He plays right winger. He can also play as center forward position. Um Roberts from Leeds. Quality as well. Um and Davies from Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. The full back. Very good Ben Davies. Um wow. Yep, Ben Davies he plays alongside Gareth Bale so they have some good uh connection there. Oh yeah. So they're ones to watch. I had to go with Ethan Ampadu. He's still only 20 and Ampadu's ability to play both defense and midfield is I think amazing. Because it enables him, it enables him to do big things for the Welsh side because he provides comfort on the ball and he can play out from the back with ease. Like he's comfortable on the ball, he doesn't look like he's flustered or anything. He's he's a player you want on your team. Um my prediction for this squad is that they'll make it to the quarters because um I think that's an extremely high standard for uh the Welsh side because um they aren't the strongest team coming into this but they're definitely one to look forward to. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Um and uh I got my uh, starting lineup prediction. So um my prediction is that we're going to be looking at them running a 3-4-3. Three, three. 
um, a three at the back because they're they do not have that that many defenders. Um, so we're gonna have a uh, in net uh, number twelve Ward, uh, right center back. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Ben Davies, uh, central cent- center back. We're gonna have Rodin, and left center back we're gonna have Mepham. Um, at the right mid position, we're gonna have Roberts, as mentioned, one of the key players from Leeds. Uh, right center mid Morel, and then left center mid is Ethan Ampadu, the one that I mentioned, the ones to watch. Um, he is a central defender, but he can also play in the midfield, so that's where I think he'll be. And then the left mid is going to be Williams. So for the top three, um, it's going to be, I'm going to say Bale at right forward, um, Wilson at center forward, and James at left forward. And that's how I think Wales will line up uh, coming into this Euro set. Uh, I believe that's what we should be seeing from the side. That is an incredibly strong lineup with a lot of good young players. Like you mentioned, um, Gareth Bale is still is uh, coming back to his old form, his form of his form of old at Tottenham Hotspur, um, scoring goals, getting assists, and um, he's really fitting in well in that Tottenham Hotspur side. Um, it really sucks though that he's only on loan at Tottenham, but his his main plan, he even said in an interview, was to just gain minutes there and just go back to Real Madrid and uh, take back the crown that he rightfully deserves, and. Um, this Euros will really, really um, uh, state his comeback in uh, in world football, and it'll be really, really good to see if he um, makes a, a good impact. Um, but yeah, I got a question for you. Yes, yeah, sir. I was going to say you had something. Um, yeah. I think, and also yeah. young. They have a really young team, and I feel like that's a, one of the reasons why um, Wales can be a really. They have potential to be one a really good international team as the years go by as well, if the players develop as they are, keep developing as they are now, I feel like they can be a really good uh, national squad. Yeah, well said, well said. Um, Gaetano, back to my question for you. Um, yes. In this Welsh side, I know we were talking a lot about Gareth Bell and how you said he was their quote-unquote talisman. The talisman of the, of the squad. Yeah. Um, take Let's let's uh, say, for instance, Gareth Bale's injured. Very unfortunate pulls his hamstring right before the Euros. Um, what? Who do you think that? Who do you think's gonna replace that uh, talisman role? Who's gonna fit into that position? So, for me, this is a no-brainer. We're gonna go with James from Man United because uh, he's got the pace, he has the finishing, and he's definitely got the experience from the chances uh, Manu have been giving him, and uh, he has scored previously for the Welsh side, and um, I think he'll be the man for the job. He is young, um, doesn't have too, ma- too much international experience, but I think they'll definitely be able to count on him. Yeah. That's Daniel sure. James, I just I was just thinking of this now. Um, Daniel James is like, a, you can say a replica of Gareth Bale, like the regen, you can say. Yeah. Incredible yeah. pace. Um, very good finishing, like you said. And um, I think... I totally agree with you on this thing that um, he'll be the perfect replacement. Cross your fingers if Gareth Bell doesn't get injured. Um, but knowing his past, something can always happen. Um, but yeah, got time. I gotta say that was a great, um, great choice going for Wales, knowing how good they are and uh, how good they still can get. Okay, so I'm gonna go on to my two countries. Um, they're probably 
um, going to be well suspected knowing how good they have been in the qualifiers. So I'm going to start, I'm going to leave the best one to last. I'm going to start off with Sweden. What a country they are. The home of Zlatan is, he's back, he is back on the international stage after four years off. Um, he, he ended his, yeah. um, well, he partially ended his international career after the 2016 Euros, but now he's back for more and he's hungry for more. The 39-year-old is part of this Sweden national team and they have been one of the best countries from the past World Cup, making it all the way to the quarterfinals with, like I said, non with no era in, in the squad. And it shocked the world on how good they did. Um, they're always, they have always been very, very consistent when it comes to major international tournaments. And I think they should be really, really, um, really, really taken into consideration and be taken very seriously, knowing that they've developed even more talent in such a short amount of time. So in uh, the qualifying rounds, they placed second place in the group. They played 10, they won six, drew three, lost one, and in total, that's 21 points. So overall, a solid qualifying round from um, from Sweden. Some of their key players, as I said, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the king of Sweden, is back in the international the international stage. We have Alexander Isak, a very, very, very good player, very good striker. I would say, the like I said, with Gareth Bale and Daniel James, I would say Isak is the regen yep. of Zlatan, knowing his stature and his goal-scoring record in uh in La Liga, we have Dejan Kuluzewski, this tricky and speedy winger that plays for my team and Mianales team Juventus. Um, we also have Victor Lindelof, who plays at, at uh, Manchester United, and Emil Forsberg at uh, RB Leipzig. Some great players in the squad, very, very good uh, talents, and very, very underrated, in my opinion, all of these players. Um, so, my predictions for them I think it's going to be another quarterfinals. Um, knowing how good their squad has been and knowing that there's a lot less competition in uh, the Euros, knowing that the world is basically cut into uh, is cutting off all the other continents and just focusing on Europe. So it's a lot of less um, a lot of lesser um, competition. So I think that uh, Sweden can really stand out knowing that they, they, in my opinion, they probably have a better squad this year um, than um, their last uh, squad at, in the Euros and in the World Cup in 2018. So, my predicted lineup, I think they're going to be playing a 4-4-2. We got Robin Olsen in the net playing for Everton right now. And then we have Victor Lindelof at right center back. We have Helander of Rangers at left at left center back. We have Lustig at right back. Augustin, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Okay, here we go. Augustinson at left back. We have Dejan Kulusevski at right midfielder. Emil Forsberg at left mid. Ek- Ekdal at center mid, Olsen at the other center mid position, and then the two front the two front players with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Alexander Isak. They're definitely going to be scoring both of them in this uh, in the Euros, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they do. So uh, going on to my next, my next country, you guys have probably heard how good this country has been, and they're kind of having a rebirth. Knowing and knowing how good their side has been in the past, and how they continue to to get better. So, um, if you guys don't know who this is, talking about Turkey, absolutely incredible country right now. They've been shocking the world of football, and the rise of young talent is bringing hope back to Turkey. Um, after the unexpected win over the reigning world champs in their qualifying um, in their qualifying stages. Um, 
they won two one against the world champs. Like I said, the world champs, France, two thousand eighteen. Just take a, take into consideration what players they have on their team: Kylian Mbappe, Paul Pogba, Angolo Conte, Hugo Lloris, other players on that team is still it's 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 incredible on how Turkey managed to beat them. I'm still speechless and. Also, they beat Netherlands 4-2 a couple weeks ago, and that still shows how good they are in going into this Euros. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, in the Euro qualifying round, they played 10, won 7, lost 1 game, and drew 2, 23 points in total. And they came second place in that group behind eventual first place in France. So uh, some of their key players, absolutely incredible players. Um, Ale mentioned Mary Demiral. In his players to uh, look out for, and I'm putting him in in putting him in the key player section. Um, there's Kaglar Soyuncu of Leicester City, Chengiz Under of Leicester City as well. We have Hakan Chalanolu of yeah. Gaetano's AC Milan. There's Ozan Kabak, now recently signed to Liverpool from struggling Schalke in the bottom of the table of Bundesliga, and then we have Yusuf Yazici of Lille and Burak Yilmaz. Of Lille as well, so a lot of a lot of good um, a lot of good talent in this uh, in the squad, and it's 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 going to be absolutely incredible to see what they do. Um, my predictions for them is going to be the quarterfinals. There must be an end to this incredible run, and I think the quarterfinals is going to be uh, their uh, their breaking point. But here's my predicted lineup: another four four two. I know it sounds uh, kind of boring, but here's uh here's the formation. Here's uh that's the formation. Here's the players. We got Sakir in the goal. We have Soyuncu on the right center back and Demiral at the left center back. I know, I know. Some Liverpool fans that might be listening to this, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, I think Demiral is better than Kabak. I'm not saying that because I'm a Juventus supporter. I'm just saying based on performance. And though Demiral has not been playing much, he has been playing good in the games that he has been featured in. And uh, we have Meras at the left back, Selik at the right back. Hakan Chalanolu and Tufan make up the two central midfielders. Ingezici at right mid and Karaman at the left mid. And up front, a very, very clinical, the young and the old, Yilmaz and Unal to finish off the strike force. Guys, I got to say, did you guys even expect those two performances against uh, France and Netherlands, knowing how much, how, how much good talent they have? Probably even more. You can say probably even 100 times more than... Uh, and Turkey, yeah, like how, was, how shocked were you? Honestly, see, in the beginning, see, see those when results. I first saw like the fixtures coming up, like it was Netherlands versus Turkey, I thought it was gonna be a blowout, four nothing. I thought it was just gonna be a blowout the whole game. Then I saw that score come up, I was like, oh my god, I was so, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, and they even beat France, so that's probably even more of a shock. Knowing that they're the world champs, Betano, what about that? What about um? Um, that Hakan Chalanolu that's in that squad. How good has he been? Uh, how how much has he really been impressive well, uh, in that AC Milan uh, squad? You know, ever since his name come up after that uh, extremely long distance free kick and AC Milan picked him up, um, he's been performing well in the squad and uh, performing so well that uh, he's on a lot of teams uh, such as uh, Manchester United, I think even Juventus. He's on their transfer list. So... That's definitely a, a big thing for him. Um, not the best for us because uh, he's been performing uh, phenomenal and uh, we would like to keep him in the squad, that's for sure. Yeah. 
it's definitely a big loss knowing how how very very good of a player that he is and um just watch out people if like because italy is in the group of turkey and i'm honestly scared to to face them like guys on on a scale of one to ten how scared are you to face turkey in the in the in the euros and keep in mind it is the first game so if you're gonna watch any game you better watch the first game it's gonna be italy versus turkey um it's gonna be at the stadio olimpico in rome it's gonna be a hell of a match knowing how good how good teams are but guys like i said before how scared are you from one to ten to play turkey i'm gonna give it an eight yeah what are your reasons for that ale you said seven you don't When you said yeah. that, you sounded pretty confident. So, Turkey has, like you said, an amazing squad. Um, I said seven because Turkey, like you said, is amazing. They can do a lot of damage. Italy, on the other hand, they have a pretty solid defensive line, which I think can, I, I think it's an, it, they can control it a bit. They can control them a bit. But I feel like I, I am still really scared for Turkey because they have a, an amazing squad, but that's why I didn't say eight or nine. That's my reasoning on it. Yeah. Because of the defense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. It's a good um, good um, point to bounce back on. And uh, Gaetano, you said eight. So you sound a little bit more scared than Ale. So what's, uh, what's that, uh, that edge that's well, giving you that eight uh, over a seven? Well, the over France... That's for sure. Um, the reigning world champions. They've got That's... such a good squad. Um, they've just been on a run this year. Like they, It seems like they're unstoppable right now. And especially, it, it feels like it's out of nowhere, to be honest. Very sudden. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting Euros, knowing how incredible the, the quality of the teams are. And if and if you listeners are here, um, not big soccer fans, if you want to kickstart your soccer, uh, your love for soccer and your passion or your hobby, whatever you want to call it, I would say watch this year's Euros because it's going to be a festival of football, like I said at the start, and it's going to be a display of world class players to come. And a lot, I feel like a lot of players are going to be putting their name out there and showing the world who they are and coming out of the shadows. So it's going to be a hell of a Euros. So, uh, guys, it's been a hell of an yeah. episode, I must say. A lot of great information um, coming from you guys. A lot of um, great research done. I want to thank you guys for putting in uh, so much effort and time into this and um, giving it uh, your 110%. So um, thank you again for um, for, for uh, giving your 100% and for being great guests because you guys were awesome. You guys uh, were great guests, I must say. A lot of great information, good, good questions, and it was honestly a blast. So definitely going to be having you guys on for another episode. We'll see what that is. It's definitely going to yeah. be another rep- soccer episode because it was it was a definitely 100%. So, guys, it's been a blast. I'm your host, Luke Cervalli, host of 416 Sports News.